Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 399 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. And that's that's it. That's, that's everybody. It. Yeah. That's that's all the people. We have Lando. He might even bark at some point in time. Yeah, maybe not, though. He's pretty knackered. It is a late night. It's a late night. It's a Monday. Um, we ended up not being able to record yesterday because uh, we got tired. Yep. Which is basically what happened there. Uh, but yeah, so before we get too deep here, Carlos, I have a very important thing that I need to uh, put out of my face hole real quick. Yeah. Uh, mostly just a giant big thanks to our Black Belt patrons, uh, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hopperell Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Simpson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd, like to be a pa- if you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindstudios and click on the patron link at the bottom of our homepage at blindstudios.com. And Carlos... You were telling me something just the other day about our Black Belt patrons. Do you remember what that was? Yeah, they're writing a book. A book, you said? Yeah, but uh, so they're writing it right now. Uh, it's Slow Going, though. Uh, what's what's the name of the book, or is the book called Slow Going? So the problem is the the main issue is how they're writing the book. How are they writing the book? So they're uh, each, so they're like, you know, because like since it's a group project, so they want to make sure that they're all t- taking equal parts and doing it. So the way they've decided to do it is that one person will write a word and the next person does the next word and the next person does the next word. Like that, uh, like that game that you, like that icebreaker game yeah. where you like tell a story word by word. Exactly like that. Interesting. However, it turns out that when you're not in the same room as each other, and like you're like texting it and like and like or updating the document, it's very time consuming. They are three pages in so far. Oh wow! Um, and I mean, just out of curiosity, how many of those words do you think are penis? None yet. It turns really? out. Really? No, no. I'm surprised Devin had that much restraint. Phallus was used three times. Oh, phallus was. Oh, okay, all right, all right. That makes way more sense. That sounds like Bjorn's yeah. doing. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, man. Well, if you'd like to help them write the book, go ahead and become a Black Belt patron at patreon.com slash studios or clicking on the patron link above our homepage. Just wow. So, Carlos, what have you been up to last week, in the last week, my friend? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Not a lot. It was happening on, like, went drinking at Pitchfork the other night, but, like, that's not really anything exciting. Yeah, I haven't, we hadn't I haven't been, been there, there for in a while, minute, yeah. They changed with the haystack. Uh well, they got a panini press. Yeah, yeah. It was very hot. With the eating it like a panini that's right fresh is like, like it's like oh, I really should let this sit, but I can't let it sit because like I I want to get some of that um, that pork. Yeah. So yeah, that was good. Awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, besides that, just been playing in my free time some uh, Elden Ring again. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Just took a break from it and came back to it again. Awesome. Uh, let's see things that uh, let's. See. I mean, it feels like I did a lot last week, but I don't think I really did much. I did some climbing. Um, I guess this past weekend, uh, I went. I met up with a uh, friend of the show, uh, Zach, and his lovely fiance Rachel. Uh, we went and had dinner, um, and he told me about this like new game called Meta Zoo. 
where it's like um, a collectible card game with like cryptids, and it just seems just absolutely fucking bonkers. He hasn't started playing it yet. Um, him and his brother have just bought a bunch of booster boxes oh, and have Jesus. just been opening cards and looking at them. Oh, this is not the art style I was expecting. These look like fucking Pokemon cards. Yeah. Like, uh, cause like it's all like, um, like, uh, public domain, uh, creatures basically. Yep. And there's some dark shit in there, like some satanic panic bullshit. Chupacabra, Wendigo. And there's like cards where Mothman, uh, where like you have to like there's a meta game where like they get more damage. Like one of them is if you make train noises, it gets a boost. And the thing is about these cards that I'm looking at is like they look like the old school Pokemon cards too, which I kind of like that art style. Yeah, like the the one from the '90s, the the late '90s. I yeah. Guess. So yeah. So he was telling me about that, and then the next day. Um, I went uh, and did a couple of dives at Lake Wazee, and the uh, the water was uh, about 10 degrees warmer than the air, because we're in that time of year. Uh, but I wanted to get a couple of dives in, because that'll probably make... So, uh, was the water cold? So, yeah, I wanted to get a couple of dives in before... Uh, <laughs> Uh, before the end of the season here, though, I am going to do that ice diving thing again, and we'll see We'll see how that goes this year. Hopefully, it's a little warmer. Oh, you got the, the dry suit, and like, yeah. you just need some gloves, I think. Yeah, I got to get some dry gloves. Um, yeah, and then uh, Sunday, we, we recorded a bunch of Homebrew Bound. We went and hung out with Brian at uh, Pitchfork for a You know a what you could maybe do instead of getting some like uh, dry suit gloves? Hmm. Get like some plastic bags, tie them t- very tightly around your wrist, and then like, but make sure there's a lot of air captured in there to keep you know the air is in there. So like when you go down and like it compresses, you want to make sure that there's enough air in the bag so that you still have room in the bag so your hands not touching the side of the bag. And what's that supposed to do? Well, you do that so that like your hands not touching the cold water. Yeah, uh, and it's not touching the side of the, the bag either because you can have like giant bags around your hands. That, that seems completely useless. How so? Well, how would I operate anything? Oh, because it's a bag. So, like, when you move your hand on, like, a valve or something, it conforms, and then you can now have, like, this adjustable thing. I don't know why people don't use more bags as gloves. It seems like a terrible plan. Well, you'll have to t- try out first. I don't think I have to try that out. That seems like a great way to just get wet hands. Well, if you do it poorly, yeah. How do you do it well? Do you double bag? No, you don't double bag. So you're single bagging. You're single bagging it. Yeah. It seems like a terrible plan. Well, it's not. It's a terrible plan. It's a passable plan. It's like it it's How like if you tried to it's it's like if you No, you, you need you need to use the thing for the job. Like you can't you can't just substitute a bag in for anything. Nah, you, it's like, you, no, like, you can't. You can't. That's how, that's how people get pregnant, Carlos. No, no, you don't. I'm not saying you substitute a bag for everything, because that would be insane. Because you would never wear it, use a bag as a helmet, because that wouldn't do anything, and it causes issues breathing eventually. Not if there's enough air in it. Well, it turns out that it, you would need a very large, uh, even then, it would eventually become a problem. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe we don't maybe we don't use bags. 
I'm just saying, as an, like it's probably pretty cheap to do that compared to a pair of uh, dive gloves for. Uh, I mean, deep sea, for uh, dry suits. I mean, it's yeah, but they also don't work. So, or your your bag won't you don't work. No, it's not going to work. You're right. I do not have absolute confirmation that it's not going to work. You know, I just have a really fucking good <laughs> idea that it's not going to work. All right. Well, I mean. You know, I guess you could spend the money on an actual pair of gloves, but that's up to you. I will. I will do that one because it makes me feel like a spaceman. I'll leave it up to you. I'm not a dive expert or anything. You're not. You're, you're not. <laughs> like the way you said that made it seem like you are, but you're not. But I, I didn't lie or anything. Like, I was telling the truth, so I don't see what the problem is. Your tone suggested sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I need to, like, reiterate this for all of our listeners. Carlos is not and has never been a dive expert. Yeah, that's... It is absolutely true. It is. Yeah. How come when you say it's absolutely true, it sounds like a lie? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it sounds like a, maybe if like you can misconstrue it as a, like it's me saying it's absolutely true that I'm a drive uh, a dive expert. I don't know why they would take that away, but they could take that away. No, they shouldn't. They should not do that. So, well, but they could do that if they want to. All right. Well, damn. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I guess there will not be a show next week, but we'll be back uh, the following week with our 400th episode and our 10 year anniversary show. Yeah. Uh, so we got some, uh, uh, yeah, I sent out a bunch of invites, so hopefully we'll have a full studio. Should be a lot of fun. Um, and What's the present for a 10-year anniversary? Is it deicide or something like that? What? Yeah, D, like, because it's a 10, and like, uh, like... What? I don't understand. I don't know, I feel like, uh, that, like, isn't, uh, uh... DEI like use in place of like 10 for some things, and so then it'd be deicide. What the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, could, we could do perform deicide on the 10th anniversary. We're going to kill a god. <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> We're, so, a decade long anniversary is traditionally tin or aluminum. Hmm. Uh, Aluminum's expensive these days. I think we should try to do the deicide instead. Yeah, we should just kill a god. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if there's a god that you would like us to kill, uh, I mean, we have a couple of weeks to plan, so please uh, send us your your suggestions on which deity we should try to kill. Probably one of the Greek ones would be easier, because there's so many of them. Yeah, I mean... Oh, lesser, lesser ones. There's, there's a, You know, there's, one of the ones that has a, a moon of Jupiter named after him, that'd be pretty easy. You mean Jupiter. Well, Jupiter, but it has a lot of moons. Oh, okay. So, like, one of the moons of Jupiter, pretty easy picking, I think. Yeah. Well, as long as nobody's trying to destroy Uranus, you're probably good. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why we're staying away from that one. <laughs> that was a butt joke. Yeah, that's the 15-year anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, oh, will you grab me another glass? Because I accidentally filled this one full of beer. Sure. And while Carlos is doing that, I will talk about the beer we're going to try. Uh, while I hand him one. We have an Icelandic beer. From, uh, Einstock beer. Uh, this is a Baltic porter brewed with Icelandic roasted coffee. This is Icelandic, uh, toasted porter. Uh, Einstock 
I mean, Ulgerd? I don't, I don't speak Icelandic, so I apologize about that. Um, with clear notes of toffee and dark chocolate, this Baltic porter is roasty and rich, offering a medium body that is robust yet smooth on the palate. Toasted and chocolate malts give it a sinister black color, but it's easy to drink. Uh, taste will have you believing that there's no more need to be afraid of the dark. And there's a cool, like, Viking uh, on it. Yeah, with, like, a horned helm on it. Like, Even though that's not lore accurate. It's not lore accurate? Yeah, nope. It's not lore accurate. Okay. Um, well, okay. And also, it's a tiny can. Like, it feels so small. Yeah, you're you're right. You pointed this out after like during uh, purchasing of it. That it is uh, here's a, here's a normal beer can. That's eleven ounces. It's eleven point two ounces. Yeah, so we're shorted point eight. And like I, I noticed when I'm holding it, like you know, it, like my finger is not setting like in the normal spot that I usually rest my finger. Yeah, it feels tiny. Yeah, I feel like a giant. Yeah, this is how most beer cans feel to me. No, this one should feel smaller. No, I mean, it does, but I'm just saying, for your sake, it gives you a little bit better idea what what it's like for me to hold a beer. Because you're a giant? Above average. Does that make you a giant? I'm trying to, trying to smell the beer. Trying to see if I'm picking up anything. Oh, okay. The giant is using his giant nose to smell the tiny beer. Turns out giant noses don't help you smell better. <laughs> Oh, there's like a there's a coffee note for sure. Yeah, I'm not getting a whole. But lot. also like a little green pepper, a little bit of roast. Um, it's very subtle. Yeah, like it's it's so subtle. Like I'm like I barely pick up a oh anything. Flavor wise though, big chocolate, like right up front. Um, just a lot of chocolate. It's kind of like it's almost overwhelming, but like in a good way. Um, it's like if you got like beat in the face with a box of cocoa puffs, um, but like dark chocolate cocoa puffs, which don't exist but should. Um, and then hmm. there's some coffee notes on the back end, but it's I mean, man, there's a lot going on here. Like I, I, I don't feel like the chocolate's as heavy as that. Like I, I feel like. Uh, I'm I not. I can't. It's hard for me to place like what it like it actually tastes like. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting a lot of chocolate, like mm -hmm. a lot of like milk, like dark milk chocolate, um, and then just a little bit of coffee on the back end. Um, there's a little. There's just like a hint of roasted stringency, but it's not much. This is a really good beer. I really like this beer. Yeah, no, this the, I, I like the way this tastes. It's, yep. It is very easy to drink. And like if you say. drink 12 of them, it's like you only drank 11. I mean, not quite. I mean, it's like you're half a beer short of a full pack. But it's not like I play, and like, but like, I like a lot of things. Like, I don't play a, with a full deck of cards or anything like that. I was a few cards short. Are you cheating? Is that what you're saying? You're cheating. <laughs> You you cheat when you play cards. That's what I'm hearing here. No, I was just saying that I was a few cards short of a full deck. You, you take you take you take what what cards are you taking out of the deck? <laughs> what well, like what are you doing that's, here, that's, <laughs> that's not the comparison I was going for. I wasn't going for for, like for a, how you're cheating at cards. No, I was going for like uh, I got like a few marbles that are I I I'm short a few marbles. You need to pick those up. Oh. 
Some like Lando could choke on those marbles. Well, I mean, that's up to him. That's a choice he has to and make. What, or what if it's dark and I'm walking down the hallway and I trip on one of your errant marbles? That actually might be on me in that case. <laughs> <laughs> also, it would hurt to step on a marble. It wouldn't be pleasant. No, it wouldn't be. I mean, it's not as bad as like uh, something. Like a Lego? Yeah. I've uh, Have you ever ste- like stepped on anything pointy before? Like a Lego? No, besides, like not a Lego. <laughs> I mean, everybody stepped on a Lego, and it's not pleasant. But have, like pointy rocks? I, I guess a pointy rock or anything like like that. Like so, I've stuck. They like on, pierced my foot. Yeah. No, my foot has never been pierced because I look where I'm stepping. So I stepped on. So there's a sewing needle that ended up in like in like a carpet or something, and I didn't like see it because like it's a fucking sewing needle. It's gonna fucking blend in with some carpet. You need better eyes. It poked into my foot. Uh, not a lot of blood, like even after pulling, it was like a drop of blood or anything, but it it might have embedded in bone or something because it just is in there very solidly, and I yanked it right out. Yeah. I heard from a very reliable source that if you shove a needle in bone, you won't feel it. No, it didn't hurt a whole lot. Like I've stepped on like stepping on a Lego hurts way more. Yeah, you've also stepped on a pair of uh, pointy clipper thingies. Um, well, stepped on. Well, and like left the uh, family circus style like trail across <laughs> the living room. The living Because uh, so, this was way back in the college days. Uh, we had a, an apartment, and uh, we were putting up speakers. And our park, our apartment wasn't well put together. No. And there was a shelf that had a bunch of shit stacked on it, and like we're trying to, we it was for a projector, right? That was yep. what we we're trying to get the speaker cables up for and like on like i got knocked off that uh that small like table was like a couple of wire cutters and well i'm like because i'm the tall person so i'm like doing like uh taping the wires to the ceiling is that i stepped on those wire cutters and i didn't notice and it was like a family circus cartoon there's just a trail of blood like going back and forth back and forth (laughs) you could see everywhere where he moved (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh uh, that's not great yeah, man, we didn't get our deposit back for that place. Nope, <laughs> we did not. Um, I don't even think I tried. I think we just moved out. Yeah, I, I think that's. I I, I know. Like uh, they made they complained that we didn't clean the oven. That was a different place. No, I thought that was that place too. Like it's, it's a consistent thing of like <laughs> I don't clean ovens. <laughs> <laughs> Like that place, we didn't clean the oven for sure. Yep. Uh, the place after that, we definitely didn't clean the oven. We never got a chance to use the oven. Like I don't think we like I don't remember if we paid a deposit for moving in with those people, but um, no, nope. uh, we uh, <laughs> we just left. Like, they found out we were moving when I was moving my mattress through the living room while they were watching TV. Yeah, and uh, then there was a. Uh, the other place where we also did not clean the oven. Also, the handle was broken off the oven. Also, they kicked us out, so yeah, I wasn't going to clean the oven. Yeah, no, like, we were off the hook. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, they, they sold the place. They sold the place out from under us, and they're like, you have to leave now. And then they got they had the audacity to get mad at us for not cleaning the oven. And also, for not telling them that we were leaving. Well, no, no, like, uh, besides, like, we gave them a heads up. The ones that we got kicked out? No, the, well, like, the, when they sold the place... But like, cause no, no, when they sold the place, because we weren't necessarily being kicked out, 
when they no, oh you're you're right. I forgot about that place. You I, about I the left other place. out a place. Yeah, we never got a call about anything for being wrong there. Yeah, because there was another place. It's hard for me to remember that place because we got a, I got a call about not cleaning there? the oven. We were only there for a year. Yeah, we were there for one year, um, and then no, the other one we were there for eight years. I told them we were leaving. Yeah, no, yeah, we t- the other place we told yeah we told them we were leaving. Yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 the last place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they knew we were leaving because like, but they like were surprised because they sold the place assuming that we we're going to stick around. Because wasn't that one of their, their complaints? Maybe I don't. Was that um, like uh, they sold it like because the the people who were buying it were assuming they were going to be able to keep tenants? Yeah, they're yeah they're going to assuming they were going to be able a be able to keep tenants, but also like they were going to increase our rent. Yeah, and so then no. Yeah, I'm not going to stay then. Right. That seems silly. It would be silly, and we improved the the value because that studio, all those walls, we left it. Those those false walls we put in the basement. Yeah, I mean, it did look better than the bear. Yeah, it didn't look as good when we removed like the like all the bookshelves that were like the fourth wall. Well, but we broke the fourth wall a lot. So, but honestly, it opened up the room. Because <laughs> there's no longer a bunch of curtains and bookshelves cutting off part of the uh, the laundry area and also the beer fridge. The beer fridge, yeah. No, but I always forget about that uh, that place right before it, though, where it was on the top of the hill across from the car dealership. Uh, the place where I made the the great decision one uh, one Halloween that was like, all right, well, I've just finished up my costume. We got to go to the Halloween party. I'm let's, driving us. And let's chug this bottle of mead real quick, and then and, and I got to drive now. <laughs> got to drive before it hits, and it was kind of the perfect timing. Well, yeah, I, I got to the party, and then I was wasted at the party. Yep. I did not drive back home. I, I no. I, we I, we I also her. looked at an apartment the next day. Yep. And it was very hungover. Yes. Uh, we should give numbers on this beer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, yes, you, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like the flavor is subtle on there, but like it's also, I, I really like the flavor it has going for it. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. I was also thinking an eight. Like, I, I would have another. However, it is smaller than 12 ounces, so I'm going to have to make that a 7.8. Yeah, see, that's the reason it's not getting uh, an 8.2 for me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's the wrong one. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't sound right. And now the Department of Offense presents news with Casey. That's me. A tiny school in western New South Wales is eyeing the skies, hoping for a dry for dry weather so it can harvest its first wheat crop. Seven students from kindergarten to year six attend uh, Hermadale Public School, more than 600 kilometers west of Sydney. Our motto is "Reach for the stars." Principal Sky Deadman said, "Each day the students swap their uniforms for work shirts." and boots and spend part of their school day outside tending to the 85 hectare crop. Now, there's something about that sentence. Is it that there's 75 hectares going around? Mm, no. 
Um, the, the, so the sentence, seven students from kindergarten to year six attend the public school. Does that mean there's only seven students in the school? Yeah, so it sounds like. Okay, all right. That, 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 all right. That makes more sense. Well, in the 75 hectares. This, yeah, but like they're imported from Mexico, so. Really? Yeah. All the way to Australia. Um, We spent a lot of time in the paddock looking at how the seed would develop into wheat, the processing, and the harvest, Miss Dedman said. Miss Dedman said the school community felt very lucky. We pinch ourselves to have this opportunity for the students, she said. It's remarkable what a community can achieve. The students' crop is uh, is a reality that seemed almost impossible three years ago. Miss Dedman said there are... Or there were days students were forced to stay indoors because of huge dust storms. Our school and our community really felt the brunt of the drought, she said. It was three very hard, long years. There were days uh, when the dingoes ate my babies. Um, There were days when we couldn't see our playground for dust. This happened in Australia? Yeah. For some reason, I kept picturing it as like some small town in the U.S. Some very small town. Yes. That for some reason has seven kids in the school. No. Which is really more of a thing that was like 70 plus years ago. Yeah. Well, they had more than seven, but then the dingoes came. Yeah, that would reduce the numbers. Yeah. So anyway, so these students, uh, like, they've been uh, working this wheat field all year. Um, And uh, now they're, uh, like, now they're waiting to harvest it, all these children. Um, And how much do you think that uh, they're hoping to raise with this wheat field? How much money? $700. Higher. Nine hundred dollars. Way higher. Oh. Fifty G's. What? Yep. That's and like I'm assuming those kids aren't getting any of that. Uh, no, it's going back to the school. They can pay for like two teachers with that. This is child labor. You know what you could do with that? You could pay some a professional to farm your field for you, so you can get like maybe a more consistent crop yield every year. Yeah, but like this is to teach the children how to be farmers. Are they going to, is that what they're going to school for, to be farmers? I mean, they're in elementary school. Like, it seems like maybe they should be learning other stuff in elementary school. I don't know. Now they're learning how to be farmers. I guess. There's only seven of them. Um, and apparently, like, uh, one of the quotes on here is it's better than a bake sale. Well, yeah, I mean, bake sales don't normally bring in 50K. They really don't, unless like they're really like unless like you're selling some special baked goods and a lot of them at that. Uh, w R A L News on Friday uh, spoke to the woman who ripped into a local barbecue restaurant for serving her pink meat. Uh, Annie Cook uh, said she had uh, she has had barbecue at other restaurants and it was never pink. The issue started, she said, when she returned to Clyde Clyde Cooper's barbecue. Uh, to either have the restaurant cook the barbecue longer, serve her something else off the menu, or give her a refund. Cook said none of these things happened after she talked with the owner of the restaurant. Cook says she wrote the negative review because she felt the owner was being dismissive with her concerns, explaining, That's just the way I felt. That's the reason I called the cops, because I couldn't get my money back or I couldn't get a different plate. Uh, Debbie Holt, owner of Clyde's Cooper or Clyde Cooper's Barbecue, said she did offer the customer a different meal, but Cook refused. When that happened, Cook was given one piece of chicken in a brown paper bag, and not the full <laughs> chicken plate she expected. 
Uh, <laughs> He's a piece of chicken in the bag. <laughs> Cook said. Have at it. On Friday, she is considering filing a civil lawsuit. Clyde Coopers is seeing an influx of customers since the incident. The restaurant posted uh, to Facebook on Friday thanking people for the pink barbecue love after Cook's criticism. Holt said Cook didn't understand that it is normal for the restaurant to cook uh, pork barbecue that way. She took a screenshot of the review, which has since been deleted and posted on social media. Uh, Cook eventually called 911 after leaving the restaurant. Before the 911 call, uh, Holt tried to explain several times to the disgruntled customer why the meat was pink. Even other customers uh, tried to chime in. I was kind of snick. Uh, I kind of snickered a bit and told her, "Honey, that's uh, that's when the barbecue is smoked. It turns pink." And she was insistent that it wasn't done. You don't want gray barbecue. You really don't. You want pink barbecue. You want that nice, beautiful smoke ring? Man, that sounds delicious. Um, Holt said she offered to bring another meal, white meat chicken. Uh, She said Cook did not make a fuss, left and dialed 911. I had ordered some food from there, and the barbecue is pink, the woman told 911. I asked for either of them to cook it some more or exchange my order. They're saying that the meat is supposed to be pink. I asked them uh, to change my order, and they said they are not giving me my money back or they are not going to trade out the food. Holt said that after she called 911, police arrived. When the cop came in, though, he had a cute little smile on his face and rolled his eyes and just had his arms folded, Holt said. I don't even think he said much ex- uh, much to me except, I got you. The beef didn't stop there. Cook left a one-star review on Google and a photo of the barbecue plate. She also complained the cheese in her mac and cheese was not melted. Billy Clyde Cooper, uh, Cooper's explained that it is a special smoked cheddar that adds flavor. So it's just like cheese that they add on top of the mac and cheese. So like, it's mac and cheese with then more cheese on top of it. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah that's great. Um, Holt uh, said she has no hard feelings. Tell her to come back and I'll educate her about North Carolina southeastern style barbecue, Holt said. I'd be happy to. The last health inspection for Clyde's uh, showed the restaurant had a 96 and a half, which is an A grade. A grade. Also, like, looking at the photos, their barbecue looked fucking delicious. I love a good barbecue joint. Uh, did you hear that Smoky Treats is moving to Hudson? What? Oh, I'm sad about this. Yeah. I mean, it's good for them. It's good for them, yeah. I'm just sad that it's not literally in town and I can't just order takeout. That I just go down the road and get it. Yeah. Because I love my poutine, my brisket poutine, and some uh, brisket nachos. Mm -hmm. So, Carlos, I have a uh, PSA for you. This is very important. Yep. As tasty as it might look, you should refrain from licking the Sonoran Desert Toad. So I wasn't thinking about it before, but I am now. So the National Park Service uh, warned on uh, Facebook uh, on Tuesday... uh, to use caution around the Sonoran Desert Toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad. The amphibian is one of the largest toads found in North America, measuring up to seven inches. The toad's uh, call is a distinctive low-pitched toot. Um, A low-pitched toot? Yep. All right. Uh, But the toads found across the American Southwest also uh, boast another unique feature. They have prominent uh, parotid parotid glands that secrete a potent toxin. The parotid glands are located just behind the toad's eyes. These toxins can make humans sick if they touch the toad or put one in their mouth. So the service recommends people who encounter the toad please refrain from licking. The toad's toxins are particularly dangerous to other for other animals. The toxins emitted by one 
uh, by one Sonoran to- desert toad may be enough to kill a fully, a fully grown dog. But among humans, the toxins have been exploited towards other ends. When smoked, the toxins are a powerful psychedelic. Um, smoking the Sonoran desert toad's uh, secretions causes euphoria and strong auditory hallucinations. So it's like the, the big toad from uh, Big Trouble. Yeah. That's a fun movie. Uh, possessing the toad's poison, uh, known as uh, Bufo Tenon, is illegal in California. But is possessing a toad illegal in California? Uh, they're a protected species, so yes. Hmm. Only in California, though. Uh, no, they're protected. They're nationally protected species. So if I had like a a place on the ocean that was free from the laws of man, then I yes. could have as many toads as I want. Could line the walls with toads. Yep, you could just sit there and smoke toad toad juice all day. You're supposed to lick them, apparently. No, 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 no. If you want to get high, you have to smoke it. <laughs> and leave it. Make sure it's pink because you don't want it to be gray. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want gray toad juice. Nobody wants gray toad juice. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think toads are disgusting. I don't like frogs either. We had a dog who would uh, pick up toads, and like they would like do their defense thing in his mouth, and he would just foam for like an hour, and he kept doing it because he was real dumb. <laughs> he was getting, I guess, like he was probably getting high. Yeah. Getting high off the toads. You know, I think there was a mushroom in the, the yard, and I think Lando ate it. Lando, you can't eat the mushrooms. Because I didn't mow. I did not mow before he got back. Oh, yeah, I noticed. Um, yeah, so uh, we actually have a very important discussion topic. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, uh, but I got a call from the president of Hollywood. Uh, the president of Hollywood himself, Mr. Hollywood? Mr. Hollywood, the president of Hollywood himself, uh, gave me a call, and we have a very important job to do. Apparently, uh, he's in a bit of a bind. Um, turns out uh, there's a quota that needed me, and we need a new Die Hard movie by Christmas this year. That's going to be hard with Bruce Willis out of the picture. I know. That's that's his pickle. He has two. He has less than two months to get a new Die Hard film written and out. Wait, wait. They have to have this Die Hard movie written, produced, everything done by Christmas? It needs to come. It needs to be in theaters on Christmas Eve. It's going to take a Christmas miracle for this to a happen. A Christmas miracle. Well, luckily, we're miracle workers. We are miracle workers. So I need you... To pitch me your best Die Hard idea. I also have an idea. I can go first if you want. It's your call. So, I can go first. All right. So, the problem is, to in order to get this in, done in time, like, there's not really a good way to do it. And I was thinking about it, and then it came to me. Just like, pow! Right in the kiss. Kung pow! Oh, no. Kung Pao reused footage from old martial arts films and just superimposed this dude on there. And, like, he was just doing all the martial arts. And the movie, like, he, they were using other cuts from other movies. So we have Die so we have die Hard that's coming out. So what if we just, I don't know, repurposed the entire cut of the original cut of uh, Die Hard? Except replace the actor. 
re- re- replaced Bruce Willis and superimposed somebody else in this place. Just Bruce Willis. All the other actors are going to be the same. They're all going to be the same because it's cheaper that way. And the other big name actor from it is dead. So it's cheaper. Ellis is dead? Is it, what, what, He's not the other big name actor. Is he? I don't know. I don't, I don't know who played Ellis. I don't remember either. No, but the guy who played the uh, the villain. Hans Booby. Yeah, the that, but the actor played Hans though. He uh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman, like he he's Professor the other Snape. Yeah, he's the other big Snape. one from it. Snape, Severus Snape. So you keep Snape all that the same. Actually, what if we replaced him with that? Well, we should talk about who she's going to be replacing Bruce Willis. Now, there's a couple of possibilities here. We could go with the person who did a uh, the younger version of Bruce Willis in uh, Looper. Uh, but I don't remember his name. I do not. The Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, I was going to say that he's the, the third rock from the sun guy. Because that's what he's most known, known for, yeah? Uh, the old one? No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt <laughs> was in third rock from the sun. <laughs> he was the young one. No, but uh, you could have uh, you could the woman. No, no. I, I was thinking like because uh, this is a diehard. We're not. But gonna we're tall. We're not gonna have a female person like be the main character. Uh, Whoa, Carlos! No, is, it's twenty twenty two. It's also a diehard movie. Nobody's gonna like, like people would be tearing this apart in the two months that we have. Now, if we had a year to like do marketing, maybe we could like cut that down. I think I think this is this is the time that we spring a all female or we 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 like we gender swap diehard and we don't give the internet a time a chance to react to it. Uh, I think that's the best chance it has. That would not be great. I don't think so. I mean, I can make a lot of sexist jokes, uh, but I'm not going to because this is 2022 and I'm better than you. So, were you aware that in the original Die Hard, the uh, person who does the uh, like, and so like this is how like we'll also use. Well, you t- kind of take some of the st- plot elements from uh, the book, where it's actually uh, where John McClane is actually much older, and then. The person that we're going to have play Mr. Die Hard himself. Mr. Hard? Yeah, it's, uh, oh, what is the, the, the name of that actor? I, I'm drawing a blank on him, though. He was in the, the deer hunter, uh, the fun guy who talks in a uh, stilted manner sometimes. Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's pretty old these days. He, so he's going to play He's going to be Die Hard. He's, he's going to be Mr. Hard? He's going to be Mr. Hard himself. Is he going to have a watch up his ass or? No, he's not going to have a watch up his ass. That's insane because the watch is on his hand because he takes the watch off. It's part of the plot. It's in the movie. You've seen Diary before, right? Yeah. He has the watch on his hand and then he takes it off and then uh, Alan Rickman falls. However, you know, I thought about it like an actually probably Alan Rickman has an estate. No, that, that's, that's not how that happens even a little bit. Holly, uh, Holly has the watch and she's being held out the window and Alan Rickman's oh, holding onto her right. and then the watch goes away. You're right. Man, have you never seen fucking Die Hard it's before? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been like nine months. Maybe ten. So, but a lot, well, yeah, we're in November now, so maybe about eleven. So what I'm thinking, though, is actually Alan Rickman still has an estate and like we don't also, like we have a little bit of time to work with. We're going to have to redo some dialogue. We can't bring Alan Rickman like back to life again. Because we're saving that for the f- a future project, and so I think that uh, instead, Danny DeVito. 
as Hans. You know, I'm, I like. I mean, you're making some interesting choices here. Yeah. So you have the the older Mister uh, Die Hard. Are all the like the uh, the vaguely Eastern European bad guys just played by the cast of It's Always Sunny? Though. No, no, no. You keep those guys the same. Those guys are amazing. Like, like you have like some classic action people in there, like the uh, I can't I, like the blonde one and the other blonde one. The the Asian guy with the goatee who was in so many different action movies as a bad guy. It's crazy. He was in so many movies, uh, but it's uh yeah. No, you got to keep those guys in there because it's gonna be Christopher Walken fighting them, and he's gonna be the old Christopher Walken because we're not de-aging him. It's it's an old Christopher Walken. Yeah. I. Okay, like no. So that way, so we can get this film done before Christmas. Well, I. I so I what mean, are your thoughts? I, 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 I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think, I think it's a solid plan. I think it's a solid pitch. I think Mr. Hollywood would take it and run. Um, but I think, I think I have another idea. All right. So we take the original script of Die Hard because sure. we still have it. It's already done, right? And we add. We add a weird because uh, like everything right now, like it's we we need some kind of connected universe, yeah. Right. So we're going to dig into the diehard connected universe, right? Sure. We got we got um, Justin Long. We got uh, from uh, from Die Hard Four, the the one that happened on Fourth of July. Justin Long, the Mac PC guy. Oh yeah, that guy. Yep, yep, yep. Um, well, anyway, the guy who does not do podcasting, he does not do podcasting. The other one does. Oh, okay. Like he's a big time podcaster besides actor. Yes, yeah. Mac or PC, PC because Justin Long was Mac. Yeah. So PC is a podcaster. Yeah. What's his name? It's uh, uh this is a complete nutter tangent, but I'm curious. PC guy. John Hodgman. Yeah, no, he's a John Hodgman. Yeah, a big podcasting guy. Cool. For example, there's even a show named after him too. So, yeah, Andrew. All right. Anyway, <laughs> completely, <laughs> completely unrelated. Anyway, so Justin Long's character from uh, Die Hard Four. Yeah. Um. Well, he was like a computer techie guy, right? Well, he got. I did not know this. Yes. So he got recruited um, by the police department. Really? To um, build build a device, right? All right. right? And this is this is set in like current day. Well, Justin Long's device malfunctioned. Wait, wait, are we talking about current day twenty twenty two, or are we talking about current day Die Hard four? Uh, no, current current day now. Okay. Like after Die Hard four, right? Okay. Um, but that device malfunctions and creates a temporal rift. Does he turn into a walrus? He does not turn into a walrus. That's Tusk. Completely <laughs> different thing. There's going to be, uh, there, uh, so, all right. So picture this. The more, the, the movie starts. Yeah. Boom. There's, uh, there's bagpipes. There's sad bagpiping. There's John McClane at there's like a photo of John McClane. John McClane's dead. All right. Yeah. Right. Uh Justin Long's character. Uh Justin. Um I don't remember what his name is. No, no, that's his yeah. name. Yeah. It's Justin. <laughs> I'm just going with Justin. Um he's he's older now. 
He's working for the police department as a tech guy building building a device. I don't know what the MacGuffin device is called yet, but we're not there. Um, no, it's called the MacGuffin device. Yep. Um, but he uh, he he's like. He's he's doing a thing and he's he's been drinking because he's sad, and then he does something with his MacGuffin device and it creates a temporal rift, right? Well, boom! Now we're back into uh, like Justin Long is sucked into the past, into Nakatomi Power or uh, Tower. No, is he there in person or has he quantum leaped? He's quantum leaped. Ooh. Yes. Into Holly's body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes. So he has quantum leaped into Holly's body. So now we have we we just basically just redo Die Hard One. Yeah. Like no no changes. No, uh, no changes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No changes, but we're going to recast and reshoot the entire thing. Oh, the whole entire thing. So we're not just like having Justin Long in place of Holly's actor in the original Die Hard. Like, try, like he's going to say word for word what Holly said in the original movie. Yes. Like, no changes. Like, not even playing into the fact that he's quantum leaped into Holly's body. Well, I mean, the, we might have some scenes and stuff, but like, we're doing as few script rewrites as we can. So how does he know how to, what to do? And what to say, like, kind of like, just like Holly. Like, does he have some sort of holographic owl that shows up? Well, no. So actually what happens is um, Justin Long's lines can kind of be whatever, but everyone is like, they just respond to it. Wait. Kind of like they. What was the name of the cop in Die Hard? Al? What's the name of the the, the guy who's the holograph guy in uh, the um, Quantum Leap? Is it Al? I think it might be Al. Uh, quantum leap. Because I feel like narrator. I, no, um, rear re, Dean Stockwell played. It was Al. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, yes, this is it. This is it. All right, Justin Long, quantum leaps back into Holly Gennaro, and old Al is talking to him and guiding him through the night because. Oh my god. Forget everything I just said. Here's the new movie. Okay. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Movie starts. John McClane is dead. Al is working with Justin to build this de- or, um they're building this device or they they're working on this device. Uh, Al is the police chief that hired Justin, and they're both mourning the loss. Boom. These vaguely evil uh, Eastern European ter- uh, bad guys come in. They are the grandchildren of Hans Gruber. All of them are just like he had a lot of grandchildren. <laughs> well, the leader is the grandchild of Han of Hans Gruber or Simon Gruber, whichever one you want to do. Um, and they are they they like they're trying to steal this device from the NYPD. Um, and. Like, during that, like, Justin Long gets quantum-leaped back into Holly Gennaro, and uh, Hans Gruber's grandchild gets quantum-leaped into him. Oh. 
right? And so... Oh, what if we don't know who he got Quantum Leap as? He's just Quantum Leap back. Yeah. What if he gets Quantum Leap back into Argyle? Oh, or the uh, the Asian... No, the Asian president guy dies too early on. It'd be pretty clear that he was... Yeah, as Argo, and so that's the last moment. Is like uh, they redo that scene of like uh, John McClane like uh, saving uh, her, saving Holly at the last moment. Instead of shooting the blonde guy who's actually, who like, it turns out that he's instead of shooting Argyle. <laughs> wow, that's dark. Holly shoots Argyle. Holly- we, we're 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 gonna we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Like that's the quantum leap shenanigans. So, all right, so we've recast the entire movie. Uh, here's here's oh, not the entire movie. No, no, we're, we're reshooting this. Oh, yeah. No, no, but, like, we are going to have to use uh, de-aging the original Val Johnson, who plays uh, Al. Yes. Because he's going to be, because we have to have him Oh, yeah, you have to Al. have OG Al. Yes. As Al. Yes. Um, but Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing, uh, is, uh, is Bruce Willis. All right. Um, Alan Rickman? Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, I can see it. But I I think it's fantastic. I I love it. It's super great. Um, I Holly Gennaro played by Justin Long, because instead of casting an actress, like so we we need to have an actress like so the so only, like to see like so there's the one scene and then it's where just he's looking just, at a mirror or something. Yeah, and then it's just Justin Long for yeah. the rest of the movie. Yeah, because I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh the sleazy uh, Ellis guy. Hmm. I'm thinking Charlie Day, actually. Really? Charlie Day? I feel like he's just too... I don't think he can he, like, he can do like the right type of sleeves. What about Rob McElhinney? Not, not, uh, not Rob. Uh, the guy who plays Dennis. No, actually, I was going to say, like either Rob McElhinney or the guy who plays Dennis. Either of them can do sleeves. Okay. Yeah, then I'm, I'm definitely thinking uh, the guy who plays Dennis. I yeah. can't remember his name now. Um, Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton, I think, is perfect yeah. for that. Um, because I think he can do a great like Hans Booby. Yeah, I think he could do a good one too. And like doing the doing the cocaine rails, like yeah. All right. Um, Argyle. Uh, played by the actor who plays Winston in um. Who plays Winston in uh, New Girl? Oh, I, I I don't know who that is. So, the actor who plays him. Up until like we'll get to uh, it. Lamorne Morris until the final scene where the reveal, when it, when it's revealed that it's, where we see where we see that actor and then like the camera pans over like somebody's behind somebody's head and then we see who it really is. The you're you you're either gonna love this casting or you're gonna hate right. it, but the grandson of uh, Alan Rickman's character, Will Friedle. Why? Because he can do fun voices, and I just think it'd be a funny stunt cast. But why Will Friedle as the... As the grandson? I thought that was a... Uh, of, of Hans. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't know about that one. You don't think so? No, like uh, I, I, it's hard for me to picture him. Like I guess I haven't seen him do anything like uh, like any act, like acting roles recently, so it's hard for me to picture him in the, in the role. Fine. Um, we need we need a good uh, like I I suppose we we don't have to go funny with it. We can go serious with it. Um, who would I put in that role? As 
Alan Rickman's grandson. Oh, you know, I guess, well... It's Alan Rickman's grandson. Hmm. Who was... Uh, Tom Holland? Yeah, he he like because he like he would be able to do like uh, the accent. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that, or either we do like a granddaughter. Oh. <gasps> and then we do. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Maisie Williams from Game of, uh, who played uh, what's uh, who played or who played Arya Stark on Game of Thrones. Do you, but do you think she'd be intimidating enough? I was because I was gonna say the uh, the fucking- redheaded uh, one from Doctor Who. The uh, who then of course went on to have a, gr- a great Marvel career. Uh, oh, oh, Karen Gillan. Yeah, I was gonna say Karen, Gillen, but oh, that's like an Irish. That's a different accent. Yeah. Well, I think actually Alan Rickman might have been Irish. Maybe no, he's not. Hmm. Yeah, he's uh, he was born in London. Yeah. I, I just don't know if Maisie Williams is intimidating enough. Hmm. We we like yeah we don't we don't yeah. have to yeah. Uh, we'll figure something out. We'll do uh, we'll do a stunt casting. Um, if if anything else, I don't think uh, uh, Jennifer Tom. Lawrence is doing anything. And um, I, and Tom Holland's not a bad pick either. I thought Tom Holland was yeah. a solid one. Um, but then, all right. So now, like we have this, right? We've done the quantum leap thing. At the end, it splits off a new timeline. Oh. Because there's time now, time travel shenanigans, right? So we got this whole like Terminator thing happening with different timelines. Boom, started a new franchise. No, wait. However, when it ends, does Justin Long leap home? Or does he? He's never leapt home. Does he? Do we cut to him like leaping into somebody else in some other movie? No, I think, I think he leaps home, but he leaps into a different future. Because like he's he right. because his shenanigans have changed his timeline, and so he leaps home, and uh, I don't know. Everybody's speaking in a vague Euro- Eastern European accent, or um, he gets back and he turns to like the fellow scientist. This is heavy, Doc. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know what the what the what the right yeah. like um but Christopher Lloyd's there. Like yeah, that's the- <laughs> Yeah, Christopher Lloyd's just there. So he can so he can say this is heavy doc. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, uh like the last scene of the movie is Justin Long like quantum leaping back in and Christopher Lloyd just like he shows up and he just goes, Great Scott. Yeah. And then credits. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch this movie. I think and it needs a little work. It, it, it does need a little work. Because it, it also, it's kind of fucked up that we just kill Argyle in this one. Like Argyle. We don't kill Argyle. Justin Long kills Argyle. <laughs> so that means Holly just murdered somebody who seemed like out, like out of nowhere. Yeah. And so Holly goes to prison. Um, John McClane's kids are never born. Or no, they're, they're born, but they, they grew up in a fucked up way and probably become the villains of the next movie. Um, John McClane, 
uh, doesn't have a positive influence in his life and drinks himself to death way sooner. What if we have past Al kill, uh, like as he did before, also kill the kill uh, the leap back uh, grandson or granddaughter? Oh, so it's still him. So like he shoots the blonde guy. Everybody's like, "Ooh, this is safe." And then we turn around and we see Argyle. And there's old Al. We see we there, we see the Argyle. Then we have the, we have the cut from some behind somebody's head. And then there's the other guy pulling the gun. And then Al shoots at them too. And then Al goes to prison. No, no, no. So Al goes to prison, which changes uh, the. Um, the outcome of Die Hard 2. So now, like, then we can just remake Die Hard 2 yeah. with a different outcome. Yeah. Because now we don't have to worry with about the- Justin Long leaped into somebody else. No, we can we can get rid of the leaping part. Okay. Because now we've we've established a new timeline. All right. And so now we can just basically redo Die Hard 2, but without Al's intervention, um, uh, McLean doesn't know immediately that, like, who the bad guys are. Right, right. And so that changes the outcome of that movie. And meanwhile, by using Justin Long leaping to other movies, we can do this for other franchises. Exactly. The money is printing itself right it's now. Printing itself. We now have Mr. Hollywood right now is like is like just dialing we, up we, we we have something called the action verse. And that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Um yeah, and I love it. We've basically improved Die Hard, which is an unimprovable movie. So I feel like uh, we're the best. No, yeah, uh, we, we win. We I, win. I think that's, that's we just, win. We we won. I don't really have anything to add to that. So if you guys have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindingstudios.com. You can us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindingstudios or follow us on Instagram at blindingstudios. And I'll see you guys next week. Or in theaters uh, for the new Die Hard movie yeah. over Christmas 2022.